Big day today, Bray Raceway Ballarat, and uh, we've got the Petstock Ballarat Pacing Cup draw about to take place. Dan Malecki there with Tim O'Connor. Morning, guys. How are you, Dan? Yeah, really well. Thank you, Sean. Uh, delightful day. Quite warm here, quite breezy. We've had the trials on this morning, and uh, Tim O'Connor's been here early. He wears the black shorts. He does come from Ballarat. I've got the away shorts, the, the white shorts today, which is probably a bit cooler on a hot day. You're probably feeling the heat. Yeah, the black well, shorts. Tim, how are you? Yeah, good, Dan. Great to be here. Thanks for uh, for joining us and all the listeners on RSM. We've got the barbecue going here. We've got uh, free drinks. It's it's got the smell and the feel of a big week in harness racing, and we've got the barrier draw too, Dan, which, uh, should we get stuck right into it straight away? Yes, this is to be run Saturday night. It's the $150,000 Group 1 Petstock Ballarat Pacing Cup, and the field has just been drawn out. It's you have warm. the honours. It's still warm off the printer, so we'll <laughs> go from the top. The horse won, and it is the first emergency, the only emergency in the race. Interest-free draws barrier one for Team Douglas. Barrier 2, Rock and Roll Do, the Victoria Cup champ, uh, gets a fantastic draw. Barrier 2, so he'll start from Barrier 1 if there is no uh, scratchings. Barrier 3, Cranbourne, last weekend's Shepherd and Cup winner in Barrier 3. Barrier 4, Torrid Saint, another of the Julie Douglas runners, draws Barrier 4. Horse 5 is copy that, the New Zealander, the dual New Zealand Cup winner. He's back for another crack at Victorian Harness Racing, and we've got his travelling foreman, Andrew Drake, here to speak to shortly. So Barrier 5 for copy that. Barrier 6, I cast no shadow, the reigning Inter-Dominion Championship winner here as a brave second last weekend in the Shepherd and Gold Cup behind Cranbourne. Barrier 6 for I cast no shadow. And the last horse off the front line, Barrier 7, Honolua Bay, one of Emma Stewart's two runners in the race. So Barrier 7 for Honolua Bay. Onto the back row now, and another of the New Zealand Raiders draws inside the back row in Barrier 8, Old Town Road. The emerging star from uh, New Zealand gets a lovely soft draw for his first run in Australia. Zachary Butcher will take the drive. He's uh, flying over on Friday, I'm told. Barrier 9, Mark Dan, Emma Stewart's other runner in the race. Mark Dan draws Barrier 9, Mark Pitt to take the drive there. Barrier 10, Triple Eight for Greg Sugars. A nice draw for him. He hasn't got a lot of gate speed, so he'll be able to just bide his time and potentially come with one run. So Barrier 10 for Triple Eight. Barrier 11, Majestic Cruiser, another of the Grimson runners. He has three runners in the race. Draws Barrier 11 with Majestic Cruiser. Runner up behind, copy that in the New Zealand Cup uh, a couple of months ago. And Barrier 12, this is one of the informed horses in Australasia. It is Major Meister, the last start Bendigo Pacing Cup winner, gets Barrier 12, and uh, he's shooting for uh, a con- to continue his unbeaten record for Jason Grimson, the trainer. And the last horse, Barrier 13, Max Delight, going really well for David Aiken. He is a stablemate to Cranbourne. So Max Delight, Barrier 13. Dan, that's the barrier draw for the Petstock Ballarat Pacing Cup. What's your first impressions? Well, first impression is that I, I just don't like the uh, the emergencies when they're drawn in the field. I know I've made a big deal about it in the past, but it just wrecks the pre-post betting beforehand. So one day, one day it might come, well after I've, uh, I've probably hung up my glasses, to see those emergencies. And they're drawn outside the field, treat as if they're ODM and be barrier seven, because now we're anticipating that if there are no other scratchings by the emergency, rock and roll do draws one. And, and as we've seen in the past, not really good barrier draw for him, particularly around Ballarat when there is no sprint lane and you've got to remember that the last time they had a big meeting here uh, they had a sprint lane but that's that's not uh, the case for this Saturday night I think Torrid Saints the one with the, the brilliant gate speed that can cross but because
because Cranbourne is drawn directly underneath him, that could make it interesting. We saw him get off the gate pretty good, but Torrid Saint does fly. He does. Uh, but he would look for cover over this particular right. trip. So even if Torrid Saint let, he would look for cover. So there's every chance that either Cranbourne or whether Honolulu Bay, they'd try to risk him. And remember, he is first up from a, a bit of a break, uh, pressing forward. So there's every chance that Cranbourne would be digging up early uh, to try and head off Torrid Saint. So I can see he being one of the major fancies and one of the favourites uh, for the race on Saturday night. Good to have Old Town Road here. It's just great to have that New Zealand representation with Copy That and the Old Town Road. Um, and of course the inform Major Meister drawn the back row. He's building up a picket fence next to his name and not dissimilar to a spirit of St Louis last year who took all the country cups before him uh, before running a super race in the Hunter Cup. Uh, speaking of the Hunter Cup, we'll get an opportunity through the morning just to revise uh, some of the, the run and the non-runners, more importantly, because there are mm-hmm. horses that are well on the market, uh, Sean, that yep. will not be running in the Hunter Cup. And right. One of them is the horse that leads it, Act Now. Seven Big V Racing with uh, Dan Malicki, Tim O'Connor and Bray Raceway. Dan, that's an interesting situation with the horse at the top of the market, a non-runner. Right, uh, Dan's actually jumped out. He's popped headsets with uh, our first guest, Sean, so uh, it's a good little segue there. I'll, I'll quickly rip through the field for those that are just tuning in. Now, the, the field reveal for the Petstock Ballarat Pacing Cup uh, exclusive to RSN this morning. Interest-free, the first emergency of the race draws, Barrier 1, Barrier 2, Rock and Roll Do, Barrier 3, Cranbourne, Barrier 4, Torrid Saint, Barrier 5, copy that, 6, I Cast No Shadow, 7, Honolulu Bay, onto the back row, Old Town Road, the New Zealander gets Barrier 8, Barrier 9 for Mark Dam, one of Emma Stewart's two runners in the race, 10 for Triple Eight. 11, Majestic Cruiser, 12, Major Meister, and 13, Max Delight. That is the field and the barrier draw for the Group 1 Ballarat Pet stock pacing cup, $150,000 Group 1, kicks off the Summer of Glory. And I'm joined by Andrew Bra- uh, Andrew Drake here, the travelling foreman for Copy That. Andrew, lovely to have you here. And um, I said to you this too the other day, Ballarat doesn't usually turn on the weather, but it has again for you once more. It has, and definitely. I'm not complaining, that's for sure. As things. Uh, look, uh, I spoke to you last week. <coughs> Copy That was there. He was... Uh, well, he basically ruined our interview, didn't he? He was very noisy and full of himself. Is he still as happy as he was about a week ago? He is, and no, he's definitely loving it out there at Yebby Dam Farms. Um, no, he's bright as anything. Uh, fantastic. Now, tell us, for those uh, that are only tuning in, and tell us a bit about this horse. He is a two-time New Zealand Cup winner. Uh, he's a superstar over there, and he, he probably hasn't... Uh, we haven't seen the absolute best of him here in Victoria yet, but are you confident uh, this trip, I think it's his third trip to Victoria, will be the one where we see the best of him? I think so, personally. Um, you know, like the last trip there, he was coming back after the injury um, that he uh, had over here with his hind leg, and um, he's coming over a lot fitter this time. He's had, uh, he's had a lot of uh, three races since the New Zealand Cup, um, and uh, very good races, and I think, yeah, he's definitely in uh, fine form right now, so... Yeah, he's fan. He's going really well. And uh, I guess first impressions uh, from you for the barrier draw. Copy that draws barrier five. He got a bit of speed inside. I mean, Cranbourne and Torrid Saint are, are both noted uh, early speed runners. What's your thoughts there for copy that barrier five? Well, yeah, I'd be leaving it up to Blair Orange. That's for sure. Um, happy it's not your dis- uh, it's not your drive. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be uh, I'll be uh, happy on the sidelines. Uh, no, yeah, well, I don't really know what to say about it. Um, 
they've definitely got gate speed on the inside of us, so it's uh, Blair Orange, he can make his own decision and we'll go from there. Blair, when is he coming across from New Zealand to drive this, or is he flying out Friday? I couldn't tell you, actually. Um, but he ho- Hopefully so he gets here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, nah, he's definitely coming. Um, Merv booked him in a long time ago when he was driving. Uh, he was flying up north to drive him in the Ale- uh, Alexandra Park and that. So, um, no, nah, he's definitely over here on uh, Saturday night. Fantastic. Now, of course, you're, you work for Ray Green, the trainer, and uh, Ray, going back a, a few weeks ago or a few months ago, yeah. suffered a really bad injury at your stables. You were telling me you are actually there. He was kicked by a young horse in the stables uh, and had some fairly significant surgery as a result of that. And, um, you know, of all reports I've read that he, he's bouncing back, but um, give us an update on Ray. Yeah, no, he's doing good. He's always bright and uh, he needs to realise how old he is. <laughs> how old uh, is he? 77, yeah, and he's still he's still kicking on strong. He does better than uh, what I'd be doing at that age, that's for sure. Um, no, but yeah, so he got double-barreled by a, a yearling. Um, he was taking a rug off, actually. and so. Um, but he's doing all right. He had a seven-hour surgery, lost a bit of weight. But um, he's back at work, and he's not driving that, uh, yet, but um, he definitely keeps saying that he's going to be back driving soon. So, yeah, we'll keep that up well, to him. He said he's a tough old bugger. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, you could tell that he uh, did a bit of damage because he stayed down on the ground. So he's not usually like that. He's usually back up and uh, going away straight away. So, no, it did get him good, and um, it's good that uh, he's, you know, bouncing back anyway. Yeah, too right. Now, uh, I'm sure he's been on the phone to you a bit while you've been here in Australia. What's... Uh, how often have you spoken to him and what's been your reports back to him about how copy that's travelling uh, as we head into the Ballarat Cup on Saturday night? Yeah, he's been pretty good actually. I just hear from him every second day and um, I sort of, I've been ringing him. I haven't heard from him so I rang him um, yesterday anyway and just told him, you know, he, I haven't seen this horse so bright. Um, no, going in pretty confident to be honest. Like, I, just how he is, he, he's not like this at home as well and to, to see him so bright, eating up, drinking so well, um, no, he's, he's definitely um, thriving off the trip so far anyway. Yeah, you, you sound really confident. I mean, uh, I spoke to Josh Dickey before about Old Town Road, and they're, they're very confident as well. These two horses came out together on the same flight, copy that, and Old Town Road, but you've got a sense of confidence in your voice that he's going to run a really big race here on Saturday night. Yeah, I just, yeah, like, you know, I've dealt with him for, for a little bit now since Ray's been out, and... Um, no, just, yeah, the way he's bouncing up and down and uh, talking and telling everyone that he's around, you know, he squeals out and on the jog track and, yeah, so, no, I am happy with him, that's for sure. Great, Sean, thanks for uh, throwing back here. Obviously, uh, yeah, with the Greyhound Racing and, and Thoroughbred Racing, given this heat, they're, uh, they're pushed into our time slot here, but we're here to talk Harness Racing and the Ballarat Pacing Cup is on Saturday night. I'm joined by Andrew Drake. He's the travelling foreman from New Zealand for Trainer Ray Green. The team has copy that in the big race on Saturday night. Copy that draws barrier five. And Andrew, we're just saying before the the race at Horsham there that um, you know you've got a real sense of confidence that this horse is right at the top of his game. And finally, we might see the best of him here in Victoria. Well, that's the plan. Fingers crossed. Anyway, yeah. Now, now, like I said, he, it's he's just fitter, a lot fitter. And after those races, so um, now he's come over in good form anyway. Yeah, great. And um, we'll uh, let you go shortly because uh, there's a, a bacon and egg sandwich with your name written all over it over there on the barbecue here at Bray Raceway. But just tell us the plan. He's uh, copy that will run in the obviously the Ballarat Cup on Saturday night, but he's going to hang around for the AG Hunter Cup uh, at the start of February on the fourth of February, and then uh, I think you're taking two trophies home and going after that. Is that the plan? That's what we'll stick with yep yeah nah, so he'll, he'll race Saturday and then on the 4th of February he'll uh, race again uh, for the Hunter Cup and yeah the plan is just to head home and get ready for there's a, there's a bit of racing for him uh, in the middle of the year at home so yeah that's, we'll stick with that
Oh, fantastic. Really appreciate you joining us here on RSN, Andrew. Lovely to chat and good luck on Saturday night and also in the AG Hunter Cup on February 4. No, thank you. And hopefully we're talking to you after the race. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Andrew. Cheers, mate. Drake there as Dan Malecki jumps back into the chair. We might run through that field again, Sean, just quickly for those that are tuning in. The Petstock Ballarat Pacing Cup, a Group 1 on Saturday night, kicks off the four-night Summer of Glory Carnival. Interest-free, Barrier 1. He is the emergency in the race, so that will allow Barrier 2 for Rock and Roll do he'll start from barrier one if interest free is scratched from the event so number two rock and roll do number three cranburn four torrid saint five copy that six i cast no shadow seven honolua bay eight old town road nine macdan ten triple eight eleven majestic cruiser twelve major meister and thirteen to max delight i'm going to vacate dan and i'm yep. going to pass the headset to i'll let you introduce our next guest well talking about some ballarat cup memories and this is a race that's got some of the well most memorable races and i think the safari blacks of fake uh, clash stands out it was the, the uh, Sulky Gate, which Dave, uh, my next guest, will remember pretty well. Uh, the Joe Fest night, it was so hot, but what a race. But also the amount of times our next guest locally, representing the locals, had opportunities to win the race with some fantastic horses that a lot of our harness racing listeners will know really well. But I'll introduce David Murphy first of all. How are you, Dave? I'm well, Dan. How are you? So this race has slipped away from you, but I don't know how. With the, the, the horses that you had, there was... Uh, uh, Galway, Adair, uh, past the mustard, uh, the involvement with Vanderport. How did you not win one? Uh, it's funny, when you asked me to come on air before, I just thought, I, you know, I, I can't recall, you know, up until, you know, sort of, uh, I, I, ran, I ran second in a horse called, with a, uh, with a horse called uh, Skipper Trust to uh, Alsev Vancelot with Brian Hancock. And uh, just uh, while I was waiting to come on air, I went and uh, spoke to Paul James, who was, uh, you know, involved with the club here for a long time. I said, uh, you know, a Ballarat horse hadn't won it for a long time. I've got a feeling Safari was the horse Ballarat horse to win it. So it took a long time for a local to win it. But, yeah, we've... Uh, my dad's horse, Vanderport, ran second in it, and uh, I ran second with Skipper Trust. But been around in a few of them, but it's uh, a race that's eluded us, yeah. Remember the, the time, it would have been in the, the early, mid and, and late 80s, in particular early 90s, but you had a series of top-class, open-class horses that won lots of races. Um, just remind us of some of those. So I said Galway and Adair, they're two that, that, that spring to mind, but there was probably others that have just uh, I've forgotten about as well. Yeah, well, it probably started off, you know, when, when I started training myself, um, you know, Frank Brett, who was president of the club here for a long time, my, my first ever um, client, outside owner that I had. My, you know, my dad was always happy just to train his own horses, but uh, I needed to make some money out of this job somehow. And Frank came to me with a couple of horses, and they were a Galway and a Dare. So we, uh, and also there was three brothers, another one called Folding. So, so yeah, they, they were the first good horses I trained. You know, my dad had had uh, quite a few before that. And... Uh, we sort of blessed every year after that. that you know, one just seemed to walk into the stables, but uh, it's been a lean trot for a while, Dan, but it'll, it'll happen again. <laughs> Two minutes to Geelong, Greyhounds race number 11. You're talking about walking into the stables. There mightn't have been uh, the horse flesh that's walked in, but you've bred a couple of stars yourself. You've got a couple of sons that are driving, gaining experience and doing a mighty job. So it's typical of the family involvement in harness racing, uh, and you, the next generation is coming through in the Murphy family. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough gig. The boys are going really well. V- very proud of them. Uh, you know, sent uh, Brett to the races with one yesterday, and it's a good feeling. You know, I was carting in hay and just stop on the tractor and watch his race on uh, Trot's Vision and see him go. You know, get, you know, cheering at home in the tractor on my own. But very proud of them. They're both doing a good job. It's a tough gig as we know, but they've started off well. Okay, uh, have you got any, anything in on Saturday night? 
Uh, I've got a couple of answers. I've got Final Peace, who's, you know, she's probably, she's, she's going well. She's probably the light of other days, but um, she'll sort of keep racing until next stud season. But she's in good order at the moment. And a three-year-old filly that had her first start uh, at uh, Hamilton on Sunday that didn't have much luck. But we like her for down the track. She's probably not ready for this assignment Saturday night. But uh, And uh, I'm not sure if it's got a start, but I drove... Uh, Caramar Solomona at oh, yeah. Charlton the other day. Went like a jet. And it felt like a good one. So uh, I'm not sure if it's running yet or not. I haven't seen the full fields yet. Okay, well, keep an eye on it. It certainly has improved. It's no more a speedy squib. It was really, really <laughs> tough the other day. So good luck. I hope it's in there for you. With Mick Stanley out, of course, yeah. uh, you've been able to pick up the drive. So good on you, Dave. Um, yeah, hopefully that Ballarat Cup's not too far away from you. Good on you, Dan. Thank you very much. David Murphy, their local trainer, driver, Sean. At Bray Raceway, Ballarat, where the sprinklers are not on. Well, no, they're, well, they, if they are on, we haven't got a race meeting going no, on. We've had the trials right. just concluded. And, look, we have heard that the, the sprinklers being left on at racetracks previously. I've been there at race meetings and harness meetings where it's happened. Um, but the tumbleweeds was a first the other day. Oh. And then the whatever happened at Gold Coast and then whatever happened at Benalla yesterday, it's one of those weird old weeks. Um, you had a weird old night here one night. I know you prefer to forget about it. Paul Rouse, the CEO, joins me. They refer to it as Sulky Gate, so I won't mention too much time on that. But that's that's that would have been worse than the sprinklers going on during the race, Paul. Absolutely, Dan. Probably one of the strangest uh, nights on a race racetrack. I get constantly reminded. Uh, got a few friends that remind me I was a bit under pressure that night, a bit like the uh, trackman at Hamilton today. But um, you never know what to anticipate at a racetrack, uh, Dan. That that much is true. Well, I, I talked about one down point, but really of all the feature, the Group 1 races across Australia, um, this is clearly the, the, the biggest that has not run in a, a, a city, a metropolitan uh, city. And even beyond that, it's still one of the best races on the harness racing calendar and has been for as long as I can remember. You must be very proud of your association with the Ballarat Cup. I certainly am, Dan. I'm into my 26th year with the club and, um, you know, a lot of people say, I know it's been spoken about over uh, many years, the greatest uh, pacing cup that's been seen. I remember Safari and Black Safari dueling up the front straight. It's hard to beat that, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. That's probably the most predominant sort of memory, but... Um, you know, I, I think the good uh, news story started with this particular cup about three weeks ago when um, Merv Butterworth, prominent uh, Victorian owner, uh, made the phone call to say that um, copy that was coming back to uh, to have a crack at the Ballarat Cup. So that was a great news story to start off with. And uh, looking at the fields this morning, there's probably another one, Dan, we might talk about a bit later uh, emerging. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, it's not really a, a summer carnival without the Kiwis' involvement, and we missed them through the Inner Dominion. The only Kiwi that was there was Bolt for Brilliance in the trotting division, and he was scratched halfway through. But you've got the horse that has won the last two New Zealand Cups and copy that. It's not unusual for you to get the New Zealand Cup winner. I remember when Justin Excuse was here, and he added so much. The Kiwis always do, and the fact that Old Town Road's involved as well, he's... Uh, He's a five-year-old, but he's a very good horse as well. And even if he goes in as the second stringer from the New Zealand team, that probably he doesn't deserve that uh, that moniker because he's a he's a Group One quality horse uh, of his own own right. Um, you've got the last two Victoria Cup winners. You've got the Inter Dominion champion as well, New Zealand Cup winner, um, and you've got well question marks on some of the horses like a Rock and Roll do after his last start performance. So. 
all eyes are going to be on this race. That's right, Dan. We normally, uh, when we give ourselves a pass mark for the horses that come to the cup, we normally look for the name Purden or McCarthy. Uh, not there this year, but replaced by some, you know, absolute um, superstars of the sport. And, um, you know, Old Town Road, I followed him a little bit along, but when um, if Zach's prepared to jump on the plane and come over and drive him, and also uh, I heard just before Blair Orange is going to be here, so uh, you know what the race means to the, uh, the racing uh, fraternity. So very happy with the field, and we've been watching. I've been to most cups this year, and... Uh, Seeing the Jason Grimson team sort of uh, taking hold has been, you know, an interesting year, but uh, been following young Cam Hart driving as well. So it'll be interesting to see which way Cam goes with the Jason Grimson team uh, Ballarat Cup night. Also, it's not always just about the, the paces, although the Ballarat Cup always stands out. Um, the, the Cochrane Cup over the years has really turned into a wonderful race. There's so much on offer, so many big prizes for the trotters and they're all up and about. And Really, it's only Majestuoso is one key horse that you would love to have had in there. But the depth in this race and the evenness of the Cochrane Cup Saturday night because of the... Uh, uh, barrier uh, conditions uh, it looks a tough race it's going to take me some time to try and work out who I think I can win, uh, that who can win Absolutely, like Just Believe was, was supposed to troll uh, this morning at Ballarat but uh, uh, Greg had to change his plans but uh, you know with Yabby Dam Farms just on our doorstep have a, you know, a powerful team always engaged and a horse stand that I sort of followed uh, Later last year, Olavici for Chris Lang, and he just sort of keeps taking the next step up. So, uh, honestly, in my memory, the, uh, the Cochrane Trotters Cup this year is probably as good as I've seen. Yeah, and Olavici, even though he's drawn out wide, emergency's drawn two. There we go again. Um, Olavici's got a lot of gate speed and should come into gate number six. And uh, these are good horses, good depth in the trotting ranks. Just believe uh, is back. So you've got the two Inter-Dominion champions on your program. Um, if you are disappointed in any way, shape or form about some of the horses that are not there, you're a difficult man to please. No, true, Dan. Uh, when you look at the quality, uh, I noticed looking at the noms last night, uh, the Trotters Cup almost had its nose in front of the uh, the Pacers Cup as far as uh, talent goes, but to have two um, races of that quality uh, for Saturday night's amazing. And um, you know, this time of year, all the good horses come out. Um, with the Hunter Cup only a fortnight away, it's um, you know the good horses need to be out and about. And uh, we were thinking before uh, I was talking to David Brio, our vice president, and uh, what other horses would be going around the Hunter Cup. There's not a lot. Maybe a couple of McCarthy Raiders. Um, yeah down. WA probably got enough going on over there at the moment with their big races, but uh, the best horses will certainly be available here to us on Saturday night. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's unfair to call it a Hunter Cup preview because in its own right, it's a great race that can make or break. And what can happen, though, a prominent performance from a horse Saturday night, not necessarily in the initial equation, can cement their spot in the Hunter Cup. But you've got to Look, personally, it's a much better field than the Inter-Dominion Grand Final in my mind. So I think you've got the best Group 1 race we've had. And really, it's a better race than the Victoria Cup Final. So you've probably got the best race, uh, open-class race we've had uh, for the last 12 months. Uh, listen, Dan, a lot of work goes into, as you know, cups like this. And um, we're always grateful for the support. HRV put us in that uh, opening uh, night of the Summer of Glory. So we're very uh, pleased, as always, to be part of such a big race series. So it will only get better as the carnival goes on. Well, I look forward to being here. It's one of the, the big nights that I enjoy a lot. It's usually very, very hot. I don't see it being as hot this week, but the action on the track will be as hot as ever. Thanks, Paul, and have a great night. Great week. Much appreciated. Thanks, Dan. Paul Rouse, the CEO of the Ballarat uh, District Trotting Club uh, for the big night Saturday night. A bit of a shame at Hamilton. Horsham will be uh, due in two minutes. Uh, we'll get Greg Sugars. We're going to have a chat to Greg shortly. Just believes running Saturday night in the Cochrane Cup. But, but another now, trainer. Greg.
Yeah, and we'll chat to him in just a sec. Thanks, Sean. Uh, with uh, Marg Lee, who's also got a runner in the uh, Cochrane Cup in uh, Kiang uh, Lavana, who went terrific uh, the other day. Marg, thanks for joining us. And actually had a wonderful day at Hamilton on Sunday. Uh, yes, we did, Dan. We had a great day, and uh, she did. She went super. Off the big handicap, but a few of the major fancies galloped away, and it was just the run you needed to get into a race like this, a really good group three, and it's a decent draw for her. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, um... She'll uh, need a bit of luck, but she's going pretty well at the moment. So, um, yeah, we're pretty happy with her. What about Jillaby Sylvester? I don't know. Do, do you call him the cat? And I mean that in, in nice terms, being uh, being Sylvester. But what a last couple of months he's had. Oh, yeah, no, he's been super. Um, yeah, we do call him the cat. And he's been a really good horse for us right along, um, even as an early two-year-old. So um, he's done a great job. And, uh, no, we've been real happy. Disappointed we didn't get in the cup. But, um, yeah, we thought we would have been in there. You effectively the consolation race, which AG's White Sox is in as well. Pacifico Dream better be the bomb. It's not a bad race, but it's a good race for him. Comes out of gate number five. Uh, I would imagine a win here, and he, he actually becomes a really good chance to get into the Hunter Cup then. Well, yeah, that's right. I just see the draw here now in front of us. Um, I hadn't seen it. So, um, yeah, no, he, he should be a good chance in this. Now, you had a couple of horses at the trials here this morning. Anything that we should know about? Well, actually, I didn't get to see any of the trials, so um, I was in there harnessing and... Doing the uh, hard work. Yeah, doing the washing and ungearing, so I didn't get to really see, but the boys were pretty happy with them, so, yeah, I'll have a look at the replays um, when they come up. Okay, was there anything there that might be running on Saturday night or up, up to this weekend? Uh, no, no, uh, there's nothing there. I don't think um, Kiang Jackie, she she trialled good, and Kiang Morocco, um, and Paddy's two trotters trialled pretty good. Chilliby Willow's another horse you got in. She seems to all of a sudden be th- thrown in against the, the better quality mares, but she's not out of place there. Uh, no, she d- uh, definitely... Um, barrier 2. Barrier 2, yeah. No, she's a lovely uh, mare. Um, Never missed the place. No, she hasn't. Uh, had a long spell, um, just basically because we were doing the new track and we built a new shed, so um, she's uh, developed into a really nice mare. Well, you've got some key chances there. I'm a bit of a fan of Jillaby Sylvester, as you're well known. It's great to see the mayor. I can't believe she's seven now, Kiang Lovano. I still think of her as a three-year-old filly or a four-year-old mayor. She hasn't been over-raced, but it's great to see her back in form. Well, yeah, she's had some bone bruising, so um, she's uh, spending a fair bit of time uh, in our dam that we've built, um, and she does slow jogging, and, um, yeah, she uh, seems to be loving that, so a bit of change in her work that uh, Patty's got this program, and she's, uh, she's doing well on it. Yeah, well, the whole team are going well. Yeah, continued success through the carnival. Mark, thanks for joining us. No, no worries. Thanks a lot, Dan. Mark Lee, there with some key chances Saturday night, Sean. Thank you very much, uh, Sean. Greg Sugars joins us now. Greg, I don't think anyone will be complaining too much on a day like today. If someone left the sprinklers on at about the 600 metres at any of the racetracks, you, you guys would still go through it, wouldn't you? Oh, I reckon so. As long as, uh, yeah, it's a day like this with uh, plenty of sunshine. Uh, nothing wrong with the, with the sprinkler or two popping up. Uh, we've had to put up with a few things, especially in the Gallops world the last week. Uh, hopefully we, I don't moz our industry uh, over the coming week. A big night ahead. Tim O'Connor's uh, with me. Uh, Greg, um, you've got uh, an Inter-Dominion winner uh, returning after winning uh, the feature race. Uh, you won that race the last two consecutive years. But I think fair to say, and rightly so, the number one seed in the harness ranks uh, for the trotting uh, trotters is Just Believe, and he's back on Saturday night in the Cochrane Cup. Yeah, that's right. No, he's done a super job, um, you know, in his uh, short time with us. And um, obviously, yeah, we're extremely 
proud of uh, what, what we've been able to achieve with him. And um, he's just a lovely horse. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to what he can do um, over the next uh, few weeks in, in our summer carnival. Greg, uh, he was down to trial today, obviously, here at Ballarat, but you decided against that. Uh, can you tell us why and maybe what work he has done? And uh, Does he need a trial or are you really happy with him heading into Saturday night? Uh, we're really happy with him. Um, yeah, we intended just to give him a hit out, just to take him away from home, um, just to make sure everything was spot on. But, um, yeah, the, the weather, logistics, uh, the fact we're going to Cranbourne tonight, there's a lot of things that went into it, and we just thought, no, we'll... Uh, We'll bypass today. We'll get up early, work them early here, and um, and get it all over and done with, and and um, and yeah, just make sure he's right to go. So no, it worked really well this morning here at home. Had a great hit out here, so um, there'll be no um, no excuses from that point of view from missing a trial um, heading into Saturday. Greg, uh, this EB Cochrane Trotters Cup is leg two of the Aurora Australis series. It's a, an eight-leg series that goes right through January and February for the Trotters, won by Majestuoso last year. I think it's a $50,000 bonus to the owners. Is that a series you're going to target with Just Believe, or um, are you more just looking at the races through that period and picking and choosing them? Which way are you going with him? Because it's, uh, it's pretty lucrative for the owners. Oh, it sure is. Um, but, you know, we're lucky. You know, the owners don't sort of put any pressure on Jess and I, um, as to where to run or anything like that. But, um, yeah, we're just sort of picking and choosing the races that we think suit this horse's program. Um, and, yeah, if that, uh, you know, if we're lucky enough to earn some major points throughout the races that we do target as a part of this series and, you know, he earns enough to, to take it out, well, that'll, that will be a, an added extra um, for, the, for connections. But it's probably not something we're heavily targeting. That's why we were happy to miss um, the Maori Mile at Bendigo. Oh, some big prize money races coming up. Um, you only had him through the course of 2022, so probably not even two complete preparations, but he got better with his second preparation. He got better all the way through with you, Greg, and it begs the question then, is there better things to come with Just Believe? Um, yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, he really only had one one prep with us um, last time round and sort of went right the way through and just uh, obviously continued to step up to the mark with every run um, as a challenge was thrown in front of him. So um, he's only had, you know, a very short break between um, obviously now and the Inter Dominion, so you couldn't really call it a spell. Um, but generally speaking, we've, we've found in the past that um, horses that come straight here and, and continue on racing, that they generally do um, benefit from a little break at some stage and, and, and find another link or two um, for their next preparation. So we're really hoping that um, that he's no exception to that and, and he can find you know, a little bit more um, up his sleeve um, going forward because, and I think he's going to need to um, moving forward. I think, you know, the trotting ranks are only going to get stronger and have more depth in them. Um, but, yeah, he's going to have to keep stepping up to the plate if he wants to sort of stay um, in the form that he's been in. Greg, let's move on to the Ballarat Pacing Cup. Uh, race 7 on the card on Saturday night. Uh, your team has Triple Eight in the race, drawn barrier 10. Uh, look, he's going well. I, uh, I ran, in, ran into Brian Glasheen here at uh, Bray Raceway one night not long ago, and they were uh, looking forward to the Bendigo Pacing Cup because they thought he'd run a race there, and he did. He ran a really nice fourth placing there, hitting the line hard. Um, it, it just shows, shows to me that he's still ticking along well. Um, look, he may not be at his absolute best, but what's your opinion of Triple Eight heading into the Ballarat Pacing Cup on Saturday night? Yeah, we've been really happy with him today. Um, we're really looking forward to the Bendigo run. He, he seems to thrive there. If you go back through his whole career, he, he's, nearly his best races have been run at Bendigo for some reason. Um, group 1 winner there um, you know, early last year. So, um, yeah, he, he, he 
hit the line super and was very unlucky last week. So we think he's probably going as good as ever. Um, there's no doubt that the uh, um, over the last probably oh, no, six to 12 months, I think that the open class ranks have definitely got more depth to him and have uh, made life a little bit tougher for him um, due to his racing pattern. You know, he needs a fair bit of luck and he needs the right trip um, at this level of racing to to really show his best. And it's harder to get that uh, more often than not when there's so many... Um, quality horses um, up against you. Um, so, yeah, personally, we think the horse is still going um, pretty much as well as, as what we've ever had him going. We just think the competition sort of lifted. Um, but having said that, he's still a threat in these sort of races when he gets everything go his way and, and he's on song. Uh, AG's White Sox, a former Ballarat Cup winner, is in effectively the consolation race. Um, Look, he, 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 I thought he worked pretty hard, but he did a really good job. You must have been pretty happy with him at Bendigo. Yeah, we sure were. First time, you know, three runs um, for us. And his first two, he was void of any luck at all. So it was, we were sort of going into it a little bit blind and, and unsure of exactly where the horse was at, although we thought he was in good order. So, um, yeah, we took the opportunity from the good draw and um, to sort of see if he could stand up and be counted. And, and yeah, we came away from the race pretty happy really um only got beat i think seven and a half meters in, in good time by horses that are sort of mostly informed horses that are going well so um yeah it was def- definitely a, a pass in in our eyes and um you know this race is it's got some quality horses in it but it's um probably a step down from what he's raced his last couple so even though he's drawn wide off the front um he does have good gate speed and, and is able to sort of make his own luck i think in this greater racing so um, hopefully we can see him stand up and be counted um, on Saturday night. You've got a good chance in the Huntress, who's in really good form. And uh, uh, before we say goodbye, too, maybe an update on where Better Eclipse is at, because he's still about a $15 shot. It's funny, he was never in the market for the Vic Cup uh, and, and some of the big races going through, or the Inter-Dominion. He was never in the market for the Inter-Dom, but he's one of the favourites for the Hunter Cup. So where's he at, Greg? Uh, yeah, you can put a line through him from the Hunter Cup. I can assure you he won't be going around in that. Um, yeah, he's just had a couple of weeks off after... After the Vic Bread, um, he'll be back in work as of tomorrow, actually. And, um, yeah, his, his target is um, heading up to Sydney and we'll try and uh, target the Miracle Mile and see if we can get a berth in that again. Um, so, yeah, that's where he's at. Yep, no, which is what we probably thought. But, uh, listen, thanks for coming on today, updating us with your team and, and Jess, uh, your wife, Jess. Uh, we wish you all the very best of luck and we're looking forward to seeing Just Believe and the others Saturday night at Ballarat. No worries at all. Thanks, Dan. Greg Sugar's there. Uh, you're listening to the live broadcast from Bray Raceway Ballarat, where the $150,000 Group 1 Petstock Ballarat Pacing Cup will be run this Saturday night. A great program ahead as well. Um, it's a big day today, Bray Raceway, and we've got Tim O'Connor and uh, Dan Malecki there, of course, with the Petstock Ballarat Pacing Cup getting underway shortly. And this is a, a wonderful carnival of racing, guys. Yeah, it certainly is, uh, Sean. It's it's one of the big races, and I know we often talk about that whenever there's a, a decent meeting coming up, but I assure you in my time in harness racing, uh, the Ballarat Cup has provided some of the greatest races. In fact, of all the feature races that I know of, uh, I'm not sure whether it's a Hunter Cup, whether it's a Miracle Mile, they've provided as greater fields or greater racing than this, this particular race has over many, many years. And just to run through some of the previous winners and 
I, I can remember pretty much all of these. Um, and if you don't mind me going down memory lane, Tim. I'd love to hear these because um, it's, it's the who's who of harness racing, really, isn't when, it? When I was a kid, one of my favourite horses was a horse called Gallagher, Gordon Rothacker. Uh, he won in 1974. He raced for a while and I was a little tacker. But when you're a little tacker, it's an impressionable age. So Gallagher was one of my favourites. He won in 74, Royal Gaze in 76. Uh, and then the run of, uh, of the, the Knight Stable and they had Katari Knight, a popular arm one in 83, then Thorlow Bell. It didn't end up there because they had bag limit Sir Riley. Sinbad Bay won it twice, five years yeah, apart. remarkable. Which it? is extraordinary. I was here when he won. I think he was 11. And it was just an extraordinary performance. The Cups King, quite famous, was successful, as was his stablemate, My Lightning Blue, so Jim O'Sullivan with a great record. Gamalite won the race in 1985. Uh, then uh, the Tabers had Whale of a Tail. Uh, Brian Gath uh, produced Harley Hanover, who was driven by his son, Matthew. Our Savancelot, Lombo Rapida, Yule Star. That was an incredible race, 2001. Shaker Maker in 02. Joe Fess, that was probably as good a field and as good a race I'd seen until the Safari Blacks of Face race came along. The New Zealand Triple New Zealand Cup winner, Justin Excuse. Another New Zealand Cup winner in Flashing Red. He won a couple of New Zealand Cups. Sting Like a Bee, Robin Hood. Then we had Safari. Um, and in more recent times, Highview Tommy at 100 to 1, Restrepo, uh, Smolder won it twice, I'm causing terror, and uh, in the last couple of years, Lock and Varart and Spirit of St. Louis last year. It really is the who's who. Yeah, well, it is, Dan. That's a great, uh, it's great to go down memory lane. I love the, uh, the, the trots.com.au to go back through the honour rolls. That's where you were. So if anyone wants to go back to any race, uh, the run over the year, you can go back right through, look all the, who drove the horse, how, you know, the times they run. Uh, the one that sticks in my mind, uh, first one I think I attended was Highview Tommy down the outside ending the run of Sushi Sushi. Yeah. I think he was going for win 17 on end there and Highview Tommy at 100 to 1 uh, got the result there and, uh, yeah, that'd be the one that... And the other one that sticks in my mind is the fixer. Uh, Michael Stanley, the hometown hero, had the race shot to bits oh. with Rack'em Up Tiger Pie yeah. uh, sitting parked in that race. He hit the front at about the 100 and uh, somehow the fixer got out and absolutely rocketed home to win. So there are a couple that really stick in my mind. And, of course, Lock and Varadi sits pretty nicely on this honour roll, I think, as well. Well, he won a Hunter Cup and uh, a horse like Marcish who went on to win a Hunter Cup and, naturally, it's only going to be two weeks away, the Hunter Cup. And... I've been looking at the tab markets over the last couple of weeks and I thought, no, nah, that's not right. Um, so we've made a few phone calls. We just had a chat to uh, Greg Sugars about Better Eclipse and we've been able to back up what we thought was probably the case, but I think it's important if you take, you are taking uh, futures bets. Um, Better Eclipse is not going there. Act Now, who is favourite, uh, is still in the paddock. So um, it'll be aimed at bigger races. Being he's a, four- a $4.50 favourite as yep. we stand right now. And has been the last couple of weeks, and I've been saying time and time again, he ain't going there. He's in the paddock. Well, he's still in the paddock. Having uh, had a conversation with uh, Emma Stewart yesterday, uh, her horses that are heading there are naturally the ones you've seen in the Ballarat Cup this week and Honolulu Bay and MacDan, and that makes sense. Uh, Act now is spelling. Ladies in Red is still in her box getting better because she's had that injury, of course. And uh, and Major Moth, uh, he had that bone scan. Yep. He was cleared of any damage. But they've heard on the side of caution, instead of trying to rush him, they've put him into the paddock as well. Uh, okay. with, uh, but, all, but all clear with the bone yeah, scan. Yeah, they said it was all clear with the bone scan for Major Moth. Because well, I spoke to Lenny Parker, the owner of that horse, before the bone scan. And uh, it was more of a precautionary bone scan because he threw himself down on the float down, heading back from the Vic Bread semi-final. Yeah. And, uh, and no, they couldn't sort of put their finger on anything major, but that doesn't surprise me that they've taken the cautious approach because they've done that the whole way through his career. He's only had 20 starts this horse, and he's won 12 races. And Lenny, uh, he knows he's got a good one, and he's going to look after him. 
Now, I'm not saying Major Moth, in my mind, is the best horse that Emma's placed. I think Captain Ravishing is going to be the marquee horse. And Ladies in Red, I don't think we'll see any better of her, but we definitely won't see any worse. But I tend to think Major Moth uh, is the next best horse in that stable if he stands up. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right there. Uh, Captain Ravishing, obviously, I think he'll head straight into the Bonanza, Dan. The four-year-old Bonanza on Hunter Cup night, February 4. But uh, I think you're right. He's... Uh, uh, he's a five-year-old now, Major Moth, and as I said, 20 starts is all he's had. So they've looked after him. He's had his problems, of course, but uh, yeah, I think I agree with you there. He's really uh, showed, and I, I could tell in your voice when you called him home to win those three races at Melton, uh, he really impressed you with the way he done it. Yeah, absolutely. To come back from injury, and he had lost nothing, and sometimes it's, uh, it's seeing those horses in the flesh and the way they do it, and I was just so impressed with the way he'd come back. He had that... Uh, or about him uh, that the, the top-line horses have. And to be fair, he hasn't had a proper preparation yet. So if he can stay sound, I can see him being the horse uh, that may, if Captain Ravishing doesn't bend him to the punch by winning a Miracle Mile, Major Moth might be that horse to win one of the really big races, a Victoria Cup, potentially an Inter-Dominion. Yeah, uh, I've been out to Emma and Clayton's a few times recently. They're only uh, they're locals here, just out the road at Cardigan. And uh, every time you go there, it's the who's who of harness racing all in the one stable. It's quite remarkable. So, look, there may be one there, Dan, we haven't even heard of yet that might uh, might uh, surpass them all. Well, I know there's a newcomer, uh, same ownership as Captain Ravishing, that has joined the stable on a horse that at times has looked really good. Uh, but he's uh, there's a big gap, the, the uh, goalpost between his best and his worst. They are far apart, and that's uh, I think it's Zoliver you were telling yes. me he's joined the yeah, team. Yeah, that's right. Zoliver's joined the team. He was going to trial today. I'm not sure if he did, but he was down to trial. Uh, speaking of Captain Ravishing, it was, it was at this very track, Dan. I ran into you before you yep. called that night, and I said, there's a whisper around that this Captain Ravishing has uh, gone to a new level, and um, uh, one, quick, one quick look at the, uh, the market moves for... Uh, what race was that? The Derby, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, he was 30s into about $2, so the, the word was out, and then he ran that slashing uh, 25 flat last quarter here, and it all started from there, didn't it? He went on to break track records at Kilmore and and do some stunning things at Melton. It, it all started here at Bray Race, where he really emerged as a superstar of the sport. Well, is he the... He would have to be the most exciting horse in no Australian harness racing, wouldn't have he? Have to be. Have to be. Yeah. Um, I tell you who's an exciting horse is Cam, uh, Cranbourne after the performance last week and I uh, wonder how far Nathan Jack's prepared to stick with this horse. He might get his chance to win a Hunter Cup, you know. Um, with, if he'll go to the US afterwards. With, uh, with Cranbourne, yeah, there might be a holiday in the making. Um, I checked the market yesterday. He's not even in the market up to 150 to 1 and to my market to be a 7 or $8 shot, shot. Nathan Jack joins us now. Nathan, congratulations the other night and pretty exciting what uh, the next couple of weeks might hold for you and for Cranbourne. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. It was very exciting to win your hometown cup. Yeah, well, that's right. Big 12 months for you as well since you've come back. Actually, you've won a few cups, haven't you? But uh, when it's your hometown cup, there's something pretty special about it. Yeah, that's right, Dan. I've had a, had a big season and been lucky enough to win a, a lot of good races. But uh, the cups are always special ones to win. It's always so hard. And your hometown one, there's nothing like it. So you had to drive a horse called Cranbourne, who is from New Zealand... To win at Shepparton. Yeah, just doesn't add up, does it? Oh, well, it does. Uh, going for there might be a bigger cup. Uh, is there? He, he, you'll be sticking with him. He's in the Ballarat Cup. He's drawn well. He comes in a barrier two, and then a two weeks to, to the Hunter Cup. Is that something you would have been secured uh, for the driver uh, for? Uh, yeah, they rang up 
uh, oh, a few weeks ago now and asked me if I had any fast cross horses, which I didn't. Um, so I was happy to commit to him, and then uh, but didn't know a whole lot about him. And to be honest, if you haven't seen the fields for Ballarat, so the barrier draws uh, news to me. Well, we can break that news to you right now, Tim O'Connor. We can. I can do that for you, Nathan. Now, yeah, yeah. Well, interest freeze drawn barrier one uh, as the first emergency. So rock and roll do barrier two. Uh, Cranbourne barrier three for yourself. And outside of you, you've got Torrid Saint. Copy that. I cast no shadow in Honolulu Bay. Um, to my eye, uh, I know we were speaking about the early speed, but Cranbourne's got a lot of it. Do you? I mean, you'd cross rock and roll do, wouldn't you? And uh, you just got to hold a couple uh, in Torrid Saint potentially outside of you. Yeah, just off the top of my head, Torrid Saint, Honolulu Bay, they're good gate speed horses, but um, so I assume it would be the 2,700 metres. I don't know uh, if Honolulu Bay would probably want to burn off the gate with, with those ones being underneath him, but um, copy that. It's not brilliant out, but he gets out OK. Um, yeah, so it seems like a pretty ideal draw for him. Pretty happy with so that. be a few horses there that you would, we would have driven before. You'd know them pretty well, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's right. I've sat behind a few of them and raced a lot of them a lot, so... Um, yeah, that's always an advantage. And that back row is Old Town Road, the Kiwi, Macdan, Triple Eight, Majestic Cruiser, Major Meister and Max Delight. So it's really come together as as a proper Group 1 race, Nathan. Jeez, strong race, isn't it? Nathan, uh, another strong race to the EB Cochrane Trotters Cup of Group 3 on Saturday night. You're down uh, oh, at, at this point in time to drive both horses, I'm Ready Jet and Hopeful Beauty for Anton Galeno. Uh, knowing you and having spoken in depth about I'm Ready Jet, I'm pretty sure you'd be heading with her from Barrier 9. Uh, I'd have to talk to Anton about that, and I'm pretty easy going with him, and he's pretty easy going as well. But um, just before, I obviously haven't seen them either, but... Um, I'd, I'd probably say yes. I think the other mare's out of the draw still, so um, she'd probably drawn 11 or 12 or wherever she's, they yeah, are. She, but, is de- um, she is, Nathan. She's off 13, so she's a wide back row runner. Yeah, OK. Um, I think I'm ready, Jet, getting better and better with each run, and I think by the time the great sudden star comes around, I'm sure everyone will be surprised because I think a lot of people are jumping off her way too early. Not me, because I've uh, listened to you, so no, I'll, I'll stick with your confidence, because the last time I jumped off one of yours, Nathan, you uh, made a beeline for me at Maryborough and told me, uh, I think, that Cravash Door was the one that I should have been sticking with. I think he only got beat twice for the year, or three times for the year. So. <laughs> oh, so you're saying it's Tim's the Moz, not, I think not the so. horse. I think so, Dan, yeah. Hey, speaking of which... Um, if Cravastor was in that Cochrane Cup on Saturday night, I'm looking at an early season four-year-old here because I've got an opinion. I'm interested in yours. I mean, just believes in it, and this is perhaps a little bit unfair. Um, could he beat those horses? As a, He'd be having a little bit of a break now, I imagine. But um, as a four-year-old, can you see him beating these horses? To be honest with you, Dan, I don't think they'll race him against them until he's five. But if he was in that race, I'd be speaking to Anton and wanting to be driving Kravashtor. And I'd be wanting to tip it and most likely <laughs> suggesting the people back. Absolutely. I think he's just gone to that next level. I've got full faith in him. As I, I've been impressed by interview as well. Yeah, very good. Um, hasn't he put it all together? I thought it might take him a lot longer to finally work out what it was all about, but he's finding out how to do it much quicker than what I thought. And what's there, uh, what he showed the other night at Menangle was outstanding. Yeah, well, you only got to wind the clock back two runs. He he was three wide, outside, don't care, and too good for him. Don't care, run second in the in the uh, size final. Then he come out and won a Cobram Cup. Um, and you're looking at horse interviews, had 20-odd starts. So I just think the form line 
um, you know, around Don't Care is unbelievable. Loxley Lover, Aldebaran mm. Zeus, Aldebaran Zeus come out and won the Mary Mile. So it's an unbelievably strong form line. It certainly is. Gee, you've got a good team of horses you'll be driving this year. It might be a good year for you, Nath. Hey, good luck. Uh, either, guys. Yeah, don't write off Shawnee. There you go. Well, it'll be a tough uh, ask when they all run in the same race together, eh? Um, I know which way I think you'll go, though, and its name starts with C. Um, but, <laughs> but and speaking of starting with C, Cranbourne Saturday night, good luck with him as well. He looks like he's uh, going to be a great hope in not just the Ballarat Cup, but the Hunter Cup as well. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Nate. Nathan Jack there. Uh, well, that winds up our coverage from Bray Raceway Ballarat today uh, and the barrier draw for the, the feature in a $150,000 Petstock Ballarat Pacing Cup all here on Saturday night. My thanks to Tim O'Connor and the team back at RSN, Mikey and Howard, and you, Sean. Good on you, Dan. Good on you, Tim.